Welcome back to Best Hour of Their Day. We have an amazing interview for you today. It's Rory McKernan. Did I say that correctly, Roz? You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> so I'm, I'm standing here with Roz real quickly before we kick off. Fern did the interview with Rory. We saw him all over the CrossFit Games, interviewing athletes, doing briefs, and he has some big announcements in this interview and super excited to present it to you. But on the previous episode of Best Hour of Their Day, you asked me a couple questions about our mentor group, and it appeared to me that I probably am not the best at explaining things that I know. Is that? Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, I literally have no idea what's going on with <laughs> Best Hour of Their Day. So when you were talking about things, I was like, hey, I'm going to ask some questions because if I don't know what's going on, Probably the listeners have no idea either. You're just probably wondering, hey, Jay sneaks off to his closet a couple of times every day. I don't, <laughs> you, I don't think you mind what's going on. You actually like the peace and quiet. Uh, yeah, well, I hear voices, but usually it's just your own. So I don't have anything to worry about. <laughs> the smarter voice is in my headset talking to me. So, so ask me a couple of questions because, yeah, we have a mentor group. It's amazing. You know, Fern and I are just helping coaches develop. We've brought on some other great coaches as well. Katie Powell, for example, part of the seminar staff is in there. We're, we we have multiple phone calls a week, but what questions would you want to <laughs> ask me? Well, I, w what kinds of people do you have in this mentorship group? We have all sorts of, of people. I mean, I think what you're asking is, you know, coaches. Yeah. Is it just a CrossFit coach or are there gym owners as well as CrossFit box owners, like who's it for and, you know, why, why are they in this group? Yeah, we have the full spectrum of CrossFit coaches. So we do have a handful of people that haven't even taken their level one, but are getting prepared for it. Oh, cool. So I have no doubt they're going to do exceptionally well at their level one. And we have a lot of people that have taken their level one and are now just either trying to improve and be the best coach they can be, which typically means at some point getting ready for their level two. And we have quite a few that have done that and are prepared for their level three. And then even beyond that, we have people that have their level three. And, you know, for a lot of people, you go to your level one or even level two, and there's no development beyond that. Your box owner doesn't do much for you. Maybe you have more credentials than your box owner even. So we wanted to put something out there that anyone that coaches CrossFit or anyone that wants to coach CrossFit can get better because Fern and I have worked hundreds and hundreds of seminars. We've interacted with thousands and thousands of participants, and it's very clear that something needs to be done to continue to help coaches develop. Oh, yeah, 100%. I remember when I did my level one, I obviously I felt more prepared going into a CrossFit class to coach, but I still was totally clueless. I mean, sure, okay, I can study the points of performance for a push press or the snatch, but I didn't feel comfortable coaching it. And beyond that, oh, there was so much more to think about as well, you know, planning my lessons so that they finished on time. And then what are the real skills or, or techniques that I need to be focusing on for this class? And it just it was overwhelming still, even after my level one. So to have some advice and guidance on that, I think is super helpful. And those are the types of things we do. We have questions of the day every, every single day in our private Slack group where we are constantly interacting. We answer direct questions. We hop on the call, hop on calls with some of these coaches. We have multiple calls every week, some of which have very specific topics such as improving the whiteboard brief or creating timelines and some of which like yesterday we had just a general Q&A for an hour where we can break down movements we can talk about anything the coaches want and and as you know from just life if you're thinking about it or you have a question on something chances are other coaches do so it's really beneficial we've seen tremendous progress from all of our coaches already they get tons of homework you know and of course it's up to you how much of the homework you want to do. But if you really take advantage of everything we're putting out there, not only are you going to become a better coach, but you're going to be fully prepared for your L3 when the time is right. And ultimately your L4, which is coming out in the near future. Mm. It sounds like this would be really helpful for even coaches who have been doing this a long time, because I know like you can, you can just get really 
in a routine of how you coach a class and I feel like you could learn a lot from other people who are asking questions that are new like oh wow I've actually never thought of that and just kind of really heightening your overall awareness about how to go about coaching a class in in new ways and formats. No matter what level you're at a beginner intermediate or advanced coaches need coaches yeah and and that's what we're providing so if you're interested in learning more you can go to our website, besthouroftheirday.com. You'll see a little drop down up top for Mastermind. Then you can click on the Coaches Mastermind. We also do some affiliate masterminds for box owners. So if you're a box owner and you want to learn from two people that have owned multiple affiliates that have done extremely well financially, building a community, you can learn from us there. But you can click on that on Best Hour of Their Day to learn more. So that would be more for... Um the business side of things. Yeah, we definitely help them with the business side of things and also developing their coaches. So right. maybe they have coaches that don't want to be on this individually, gotcha. but we can give them homework to help develop. And Fern and I even travel and go to boxes and run seminars at the box and coaches development courses at the box. And of course, we've got some big things coming in the future with an online course and we're hitting the road as we spoke about going to Raleigh, North Carolina and dropping in about 10 boxes in that area which will be on YouTube in the future. So you can also subscribe to us on YouTube, Best Hour of Their Day, where we also post most of our interviews. But yeah, check out besthouroftheirday.com for all of that stuff. It's a website that's in progress, but <laughs> check out the mastermind. Well, you, you got a lot going on. Now I know why you're spending so many hours in your closet. <laughs> you're yeah, I'm a busy not, man. <laughs> I'm not just avoiding you. Right? <laughs> so yeah, when I'm in my closet, I'm doing work. But besthouroftheirday.com. And coming up next, our interview with Rory McKernan. Where's our third? Where's our third player? I fired him. Oh, good. Okay, good. Yeah, no, it's out. It's just it's me and you now. It's not Jason Ackerman and Fernandez. It's me. <laughs> Forget about him. Yeah, yeah whatever. Um, no, so we do most of these uh, via Zoom, and then when we when we can get together, we'll do them in person. So we're going to try to stack a bunch when we go to the games and at the summer. Smart. Yeah. So, but. Everybody, welcome back to the best hour of their day. I'm here with my good friend, uh, who probably nobody knows, probably never seen his smiling face on any broadcast <laughs> with our Dick CrossFit ever, but uh, Mr. Rory McKernan, uh, the world traveler these days. Thanks for coming on, brother. Bro, my, my pleasure. I'm, I'm really stoked that you guys are doing this. Uh, I couldn't, couldn't think of a better duo, so yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Like I tell everybody, this is selfish. This is just an excuse for me to like catch up for people that I only get to see a couple of times a year. Um, it's true, man. It's true. We, we were kind of rapping right before we, we kicked our record. And this is, that's all it is. It's like having a good conversation with people that you enjoy talking to. So there, there is no better job. No, there's no better job. I just got to figure out how to get paid for it. But it's, it's, <laughs> wow. well, says, they say, they say, you know, if you love what you do, then you, ne then you never work a day in your life. And that that's unfortunately true. can also mean you never get paid a day. In your that life. is actually yeah, what they don't <laughs> tell you. You need to add that to the back of that statement. That's right. Um, so first things first, I was looking at the line in Vegas, and since you've moved to Cookville and are unofficially the alternate for Mayhem Freedom, like they're, 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 they're going to the top of the I'll, I'll tell you God's honest truth. I stepped into um, – so Darren Hunsucker no longer competes on either one of the teams, but still a supremely fit individual. And from time to time, Rich does these Train With Rich weekends, which are um, – phenomenally successful people come from all over the world and they, and they basically do just that. And I think, uh, the subtitle is rich tries to drag me into the dirt, right? Like he, they just do workout after workout after workout, which is how he trains anyways. Yeah. But these people just jump into it. So I went over there on a Saturday and it was a worm workout. And I don't know if you, have you touched the worm before? Like in an actual very briefly, not event? in a workout, not in a workout. Okay. So I've done it before with squats. We did lunges and it is, the worst that I've heard in a long, long time. Like they don't get credit for how difficult that is, man. You get, you get the heavy section. And, uh, the worst part was when you're squatting, like it's weight, you know, you're, you're, you're yep. going up and down and everybody's done weighted squats. But when you're lunging, the difficult part is that like someone's foot is where you want your foot. And so then you gotta be out here and you gotta be in here and you're like doing the tightest lunge you've ever done, the longest lunge you've ever done. Uh, so I will, uh, that's a really long way to say, like I was the weakest link and I will not, be on the team <laughs> anytime soon. Well, it's funny you said that because Tasia, we had her on the podcast a while back and she talked yeah. about that because when she had gotten there, she had not done any work on the worm and she said she was just getting pummeled, pummeled. And, you know, and Rich is rich. You know, he's just yes. over there just on the front of the worm, just 
calling reps and she, and she was like, it was everything I could do to just not pretend I was dying. You know, she, yeah. it was, it is, she said it is, you know, it's an odd object, which is a different category altogether. But she said the worm is a very unique tool that if you've never trained it, it will crush your soul. Uh, absolutely. And yeah, well, you've got a background that can speak to that as well, right? Probably with a, a harder implement and, and a little bit less soft and fluffy, but yeah. um, that's why it's such a good team beatdown, right? Is, uh, and, and actually Hunsucker said this to me afterwards and we were kind of laughing and debriefing when I finally caught my breath. And he was like, dude, in team workout, we always just wait for one person to break. And then it's just how well you can carry them through it. <laughs> I was like, wow, that is quite a strategy. Yeah. Sign me up. I'll be that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll just let you know, if, I'll just let you know ahead of time. It's going to be me guys. Like I'll be the first one. to yeah, break. Exactly. Exactly. It's going to be five reps in. Um, so it was funny too, cause she brought this. How long have you guys been in Cookville? Not long. Um, here's why I evade the question. So my wife has been there for a month, but I literally got here, went to, I was here for about five days, went to a gig in Miami and then went straight to the French throwdown. So all in all, I probably only lived here, lived here, like in this is my house, um, for, uh, three weeks ish. Okay. Yeah. So I knew you guys in. hadn't been there long. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the deal. You're going to be fitter by going there. Like, it's, oh, no doubt. It's just going to happen. There's, nothing, train, else like I've There's nothing else to do in yeah. Cookville. <laughs> it's true. I've done a couple other trainings in, uh, I usually go to CrossFit Mayhem. Like I, we, me and my wife have been hitting like the 815 class, good solid group of people. But I will also go to the, the, um, the barn from time to time and actually train with the team or even just like, yeah. even just the dudes who go there and they call themselves team time cap. They're supremely fit. And I'm like, shut up. You guys are, you guys are amazing. And, yeah. It's not uh, a, trying to keep, but. I mean, everybody that walks in that building is fit. We went, I was doing a seminar there like a couple months ago and there was two guys that were just participants that were doing the day one workout, which is, um, this is not a secret, everybody. So it's three yeah. rounds of 15 thrusters and 12 burpees. And these guys were great. They were, they were just yokels and they were, uh, they were just meatheads. So they literally were joking around and they asked, they said, Hey, can we face off for the workout? And and it might've been me and James or somebody, but we were like, absolutely go ahead and do that. (laughs) And and these two guys threw down that workout, the fastest I've ever seen it done. They did it rep for rep in two minutes and 45 seconds, which if you've not done that workout, that is an obnoxiously fast time. Yeah. Yeah. And they were fine. The movement looked good. And they were, yeah. 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 They were just like high-fiving afterwards. I'm like, I don't think you guys understand what you just did. Um, I know. Well, that's the funny thing too, is they like, like all these alternates who just come out of nowhere. And it's like Chase Hill, who's, uh, who's uh, played on mayhem freedom or mayhem independence this year. And he's just another cousin, you know, <laughs> Oh, you know, it's like, you know, rich has, I think it's 33 cousins, 27 of which are boys. Dude. And so he's got another cousin who's in town, who's going to be in the individual competition or in the uh, team competition. Um, and it just, it runs in that family. It's crazy. That's What's funny is people ask me all the time when I do seminars, they're like, you know, do you, do you, how's mayhem? And I'm like, I mean, it's cool, but where I really like to go is hang out in senior's basement and, and just hang out with a senior, you know, like he's the, he's the person I'm most excited to see when I go, when I go there, I'm like, where's senior? Is he here? People are like, it's rich. And I'm like, yeah, yeah where's senior at? No. He's, um, he's untouchable. I actually told, uh, I'm trying to sell them right now on a concept cause they do the train with rich weekends. Yeah. I want to do, I want to do the train with rich senior weekends oh. and everybody's going to wear, everybody's going to wear the senior, like, like sure. official uniform. You got to have like your mountains got to be blue on your cores light. You got to have all the pools. You got to be able to fix all the things you got to have the list. Like yep. the dude is second to none. He's actually, honestly, he's been, uh, the biggest, he's been the most critical element of us, like getting sorted and situated here. He's like, I mean, he's amazing. He's I mean, he's amazing. Like you just walk around, he's always doing something. He fixes 85 things a day and it's just, like, yes. And he's everyone's dad. It's like, everyone's what do you dad. Need? You know, what do you need? Every time I go there, he's all, he's always going to a birthday party, which goes to like, they have 33 cousins every single time. He's like, yeah, I got to go to another birthday party. Uh, that's funny. It's actually, that's funny. You say that dude. it's been stacked up. Like the Fronings had a kid birthday. We had a kid birthday. Rich's birthday is coming up this weekend. Like it seems especially like July, but yeah. maybe, maybe that's always the thing. Maybe it's cooked. is always a birthday. I don't know. I don't know. It might be. Uh, but so he brought it up cause you did that gig down in Miami. You d- you announced for drone racing. Yes, dude. How was it? And, uh, and I'm happy to say that I'm going to do it again. Uh, it was, it was, um, professionally, it was awesome because I, uh, one got to work with a bunch of old friends cause there's, because drone racing was, uh, at least the media team is led by Tony Budding, who you knew, yep. uh, you know, well, um, you know, old director of CrossFit media. He also, um, 
called a bunch of the local talent in Santa Cruz. So you had people that I was working gigs with for open announcements or for even CrossFit games and the regionals eventually that are also uh, working for drone racing because they don't really cross over. Um, and so that was really cool. But then also for me, it was a new challenge because this was this entirely new sport. It's, it's almost like they call it the sport of the future. And it's, it's somewhat, I don't want to say it's theoretical because it happens like it's actually going, but the cool thing about drone racing is they, they had to develop all the technology. Like I couldn't take my DJI drone and race through a football stadium because there's concrete walls and the radio signal doesn't go or whatever. Yeah. So they had to like develop all the technology in order to make this work. And the courses are like, literally you'll go to a perfect, to an NFL football stadium. And I'm like, you're not allowed to like, I can't say where the locations are yet. Cause they yeah. haven't announced them, but you're into this uh, spectator tunnel out through into the stadium down. Like you're diving from like the upper deck down into the players uh, stadium. And these things are going like 90 miles an hour. Oh, I've watched uh, it on TV and it's mind blowing. Yeah, I'm trying to rethink, I'm trying to try and to wrap my brain around the reflexes that these dudes have to have and these guys and girls. Because if, if, if you've never seen it, like just go on YouTube and watch it. I mean, the speed and the accuracy with which these guys are flying drones, like you said, at incredibly fast speeds is just. Yeah, crazy. yeah. And it's all at yeah. night, right? They always do them at night because it's all lit up. Yes, it has to be at night. And so they, these things have a thousand LEDs on them. So they look great. They look really cool, fun to watch. And if you're, this will be the first year that they do a lot. Well, that's not true, uh, but they're doing a live audience and it'll be like, it's kind of groundbreaking for them because the sport is hard to follow, right? It's almost, it's like NASCAR, but it's in three dimensions. So it's all over the place. And yeah. so, you know, in NASCAR, at least you can see them on the far side of the track and then wow, they go by. Yep. Uh, but this one it's like, you know, you have, they had to really think about the spectator experience. Um, but when they do fly by you, you're like, Oh, that's rad. You know, just, bam, 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 bam. and, uh, but yeah, the other funny thing you say about, you know, you're totally right about the instincts, the, uh, you know, the, the brain speed these guys have to have, but it's, what's really funny is you watch them and they're wearing these first person goggles. Yep. And when you're watching them, their drones going hundred miles per hour, but all you see on their faces is like, <laughs> you're watching them and like you know they're in the heat of the moment but like you know their brains are cranking but it's like it's like a video game right? yeah. So yeah they're not like doing the whole thing yeah uh, you and i would they put that's me what on. i do that's why i would not be good yes. at it i'm like you know, i've got video I'll, I'll actually i'll send it to you but they've uh eventually like when i can announce locations and stuff i'll yeah. post it on my blog but they put me on the simulator and the whole time i'm like I'm like tilted at 45 degrees, you know, I'm like putting my head up and they're like, dude, that doesn't help. Just so you know, like you can't like make the goggles go up. Like you have to, you mean moving the remote this way doesn't help my guy move faster to the right. <laughs> exactly. Gotta try and throw it. But, uh, when, when you just, just trying like my hand or like the basics and I fly like a DJI drone, but it, it's night and day. But what these guys can do is absolutely like blow your head off your shoulders. How how much prep did you have to be able to do like commentary for that? A lot. A lot. Yeah, so like, they sent me hours and hours and hours and hours just to, I mean, well, one is to know the players and what was cool aside from CrossFit is that that's a little bit more limited. So, yeah. you know, for example, going to the CrossFit games this year, you know, the players, but the national champs, like just to be able to say one educated thing about 10 national champions would be like, a, a massive undertaking and the Sean Woodlands and the Tommy Marquez's of the world, they'll do enough research to, to do that. Cause they're tremendous. Yeah. Um, but so this was, uh, uh, there was 12 pilots that I had to get like somewhat intimate knowledge of. Yep. And then I understand the sport, understand what kind of questions are interesting. Uh, but besides that, like there's, there's a formula that you stick to with sideline reporting, which is just get the hell out of the way. It's like, okay. One statement, one statement of fact, one open-ended question. Right. And so, so long as you can do that, um, which early on in my career, I was not good at because I love CrossFit so much. And I thought I knew so much and I wanted people to know that I knew so much. It was like, what I noticed is in round one that you were holding onto the kettlebell differently than when you're round two. And if I'm doing that, blah, 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 blah. As opposed to like, Hey, it looked like you switched your strategy. What happened in round three? And then just let the athlete talk, you know, there you go. Um, but so, uh, it, yeah, it was, it was a good new challenge because I, I would like to, I would like to continue to try my hand at other new sports, um, kind of, you know, as I move into the future. And, uh, so this was a good foray to like put myself, it's been a minute since I put myself into a different world. Yeah. And, uh, and it was, you know, it wasn't like I, I, I didn't hit a grand slam, but I definitely got on base and, uh, and they invited me back. So it's great. You know, that's awesome. Congrats on that. That's yeah. Great. 
Thank you. That's really cool. And then I know you're starting, I know you're YouTubing. Yeah. And yeah. What, what do you have like a, are you just doing it? Is there a goal there? Like what do you, cause I've, I, I do run a YouTube channel and again, a lot of work. Lot it of is work. like a lot of work. It is, but I, I, you know, the goal, the, the genesis of it was <clears throat> that this year got flipped on its head and it yep. was like, the immediate opportunity arose to go and travel, like we said, worldwide to these sanctional events. But the funny thing about this year also was that people were like, cool, we're going to do a media show. Can you come out and be like, yeah, sure. And they'd be like, cool. Can you come out for not as, you know, not a living necessarily. And I was like, I don't think that I, that I really could make that happen. But what if um, we pair this with something that I've always wanted to do, which is tell my own stories and create my own media. And um, ultimately, you know, I, I stay, I stay within a groove, but there's also limitations when you work for any company. And that could mean, uh, whatever, like, you know, if you get hired by IBM or if you work for, for CrossFit's media department, ultimately it's got to go through a couple of, um, a couple of filters and you don't get to necessarily just do what you want to do. So it offered, it offered a unique opportunity that at first I was like, Oh, vlog, like I don't want to be a YouTuber. Like I'm a professional journalist, you know? Um, but when I got into it and we put a couple of episodes out and, uh, you know, people enjoyed them and, and I enjoyed making them. I was like, this just makes sense, man. Um, and a couple, I've been lucky to have a couple of brands who have been supportive through, um, even just like Instagram and stuff. So, yeah. um, Bubs Naturals, did, did you know, uh, Sean Lake or Glenn Doherty? Uh, uh, no, I, I know of Glenn Doherty through like other people, essentially. Like I know him like by one degree of separation, basically. Copy that. Okay. So, so Glenn was a, um, he was a client of mine and it's funny after, after he passed away, I heard like seven different CrossFit coaches would came out and they were like, yeah, he was a client of mine. And I'm like, I knew that he was always like all over the world, but there was, there were like, you know, at least five different gyms where people were like, Oh no, he was a regular, like he always came. But, um, at the gym that I was working at in San Diego, um, he and his buddy, Sean Lake would come in and they were, they were regulars and Sean was his childhood best friend and they grew up together and they were roommates, uh, when Glenn, uh, was deployed and, and, uh, actually died in Benghazi. Yep. And so anyways, the, the, the Bubs brand is essentially, it's a tribute to Bubs or Glenn and, uh, they do, um, they do 10% of everything. I know other companies do like a certain portion of profit or whatever the case may, may be, but they, um, Bubs gives a great amount to, uh, to Glenn's charity, which is cool. That's right. Really um, cool. And we're, and we're getting old. So it's something that I would use anyways. And I'm like, cool. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, old friends. So Sean Lake is the, the guy who's heading that up. Uh, and, uh, they've been super supportive. Uh, Noble is a new, uh, a new partner of mine that I've been having tons of fun with. They're just, they're, they're down for whatever, you know, they're like, like, okay, yeah, that sounds cool. Like, honestly on spec, most of these companies, I was like, Hey, I'm going to go to Shanghai and Iceland and, um, and it's probably going to be pretty cool, but it might not be. Can you guys help me out with the finances? And they were like, sure. <laughs> so why not? <laughs> In that sense, I was like, okay. When, when people were willing to like, I guess that was, that was, this is all kind of tangents, but that was one of the that's nice what pod, That's what podcasting is, man. <laughs> That's what podcasting is. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I was like, I don't know exactly what I want to do, but I want to create media and it'll be based on competition and we'll get into personalities and we'll have fun. And they were like, okay, we, we don't, we don't know what it is, but we trust you and go do it. And, and that's so that's really cool, man. That's really good. I, I actually, I was listening to somebody else talk about Noble the other day. It may, I don't remember who it was, but it got me intrigued because now I want to try to get those guys to, cause I, they were talking about how they view branding and it, yeah. like they have a super niche market and they do think it's very specific on why they do it. And obviously they're crushing it, you know? Yes. And, uh, I was like, man, that would be really valuable for like an affiliate to understand, like just a, a different mindset from a branding standpoint, just about like, yes. you know how to do that. So, um, but yeah, like they, they're always into stuff like that. Like they're always kind of, it, and, and you can tell they're very strategic about it. It's not like by accident, like it, it but there you, every time they do it, I'm like, Ooh, that's smart. Like I, like, yes, yes. Yes, well done. Um, and, and they, and they also stay on brand. Right. So they, they're, yeah. they're very intentional about who they are and what they want to be, but they, yeah. they, you know, yeah. I mean, they support people that they, that kind of fit within that mold. And so yeah. I've had a great time just getting to know them. And, and actually it all started with a, just like a high five. Um, I went to Boston shortly after I'd gotten fired to work on the, the book with Katrin. Uh, 
And I was like, Ben Bertram was already going downtown. He was going to meet with them because uh, he does a lot of business with them. And I was like, hey, man, um, I'd love to meet them. Can you introduce me? And we went and I high five Marcus and we sat down for a second. He was like, well, so how can I help you? And I was like, I don't know. Honestly, I just want to meet you. Like, hopefully we can do stuff in the future. And I just like wanted to make the acquaintance. And, and it was great. It kind of turned into some, some really cool stuff. And uh, yeah, so, so and, and Fit Aid also has been like um, about years now, actually. Yeah, this is what I was going to ask you about because I saw you. I saw in your stories a while back that you were doing, like you were doing some stuff with them when you were going to Shanghai, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and look, they like since honestly since the Roboz thing got even got inflated and bigger, and we were actually broadcasting it, and uh, Fitted kind of that was their thing. They've just always been really good friends, and and Aaron, the owner of them, like I've known him for years, and. Yeah that's just another company where they've just been like, Hey dude, any way that we can help you out? Like we, we like what you do and we'd love to back it. And, and so it's always nice to be kind of in business with people like that, where you're like, Hey, we see you similarly and we like what you're doing and I like what they're doing. And, and uh, so yeah, all that stuff has been favorable. And that's uh, again, we're podcasting, so we're rabbit holing, but um, it, uh, for all those kind of multiple reasons, I've, I've fallen in love with the YouTube thing. And I know most people, I think it would be difficult to always be like, this episode is brought to you by this person and this episode is brought to you by this person. I think you have to have some sort of consistent content. So the intention in the future will be um, getting back into instructional content, getting back into um, actual, like we were talking about before uh, yeah. we recorded, like adding value, you know, yeah. uh, where it's not just pure entertainment value. Um, but for now it's been, I mean, listen, in a year where I could have been, crying on the couch, it was like, it was really cool that instead I was actually traveling the world and, um, and creating something. That's awesome. It will. And it's what is interesting about that is I think before, I don't remember what the order was, but Ackerman and I were just talking about do, cause we do some YouTube content, but our, our grand vision is to do something to the tune of like Anthony Bourdain's parts unknown, where we just go to CrossFit gyms uh, and do yes. that. And, uh, so we kind of kind of committed to like doing our first kind of trip before the end of the year. And Dude. then, and then Good for because, you. you know, well, because, and again, the whole point is, is like a selfishly, we just want to do that. But B, you know, we've both been to so many gyms over the years. It's not just like, Hey, follow us in this gym and look at our lives. It's more to highlight who's doing it. Well, who are these little gym you know, boxes around the world that have like very unique setups and coaches and do all that stuff and highlight the gym, uh, just to kind of give the community more ideas about like, how do we improve and how do we do things better and, and, and just take those good ideas and just promulgate them out to the world. Um, but I, you know, but like, yeah, our plan is, I don't want to say what the plan is yet because we don't really have it ironed out, but that's the goal. And I think it would be so much fun, man. Yeah. 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 And, uh, that's a huge inspiration for me is Bourdain. Like just, uh, uh, because yeah, what a, what a cool format, what a cool interaction. And and there was tremendous value in it. Like you said, you know, the format was simple typically and people liked his personality and, but the content was like, wow, I could take something away from this or wow, I'm inspired to X, Y, or Z. And in the, uh, actually for, I don't know, the first six years that I was working for CrossFit Media, you know, you go to those places that you're talking about and all you really have to do is, me and Tony Bunning used to laugh. We just high five and be like, ha ha ha, easiest job in the world because you just point the camera in the right direction and the inspiration happens. Yep. You're like, you're not making this up. You're not like, oh, I'm sorry. Could you, could you say that again, but maybe pretend like you're helping veterans to uh, overcome PTSD <laughs> instead. You'd be like, it's already happening, you know, or be like, could you pretend like you don't have any limbs on your body, but you're still exercising? That would be really helpful for the, for the format of the show. You know, like it's, it's just like, you don't have to make it up. The no, it's, it's so, literally just so easy. It's so easy. Like, um, so I run a, a YouTube channel that's just like, it's kind of intended to be like soup to nuts on running an affiliate. And people ask me all the time, they're like, do you ever run out of content? I'm like, never. I'm like, have you ever been in a CrossFit gym? Like there is just endless shit to talk about, like forever. Like it particularly when you start adding in like the business aspect or the coaching aspect, not just the community. I mean, it just never stops going. So I was like, no, there's never, never anything to start just uh, to, to not talk about. But, but going back to where, what you said earlier, which is like bringing value, which is really the the genesis of this show. Um, so you're obviously known for, you know, kind of being the, the social media face of, of, of the CrossFit games. And, you know, you've been in the update show, the open announcements, 
uh, on the floor at the games, uh, all that stuff, and in the CrossFit Journal repeatedly. But I don't think you're as well known for, which I think is uh, kind of unfortunate, is, you know, you were on seminar staff for years, right? Like right. wearing the red shirt, which means, you know, like you kind of know what you're doing. And um, well, close to my heart. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, for those of you that think that Rory is just a pretty face, uh, he is, um, but he can coach the shit out of the air squat too. So double threat guy, double threat guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but what I think is important in, and we were kind of chatting about this before we hit record was you have a very unique, and I, I kind of put you and Tyson in the same, in the same uh, kind of bucket there, which is you have a very unique perspective on CrossFit, which is like, both from behind the scenes, from a coaching standpoint, but also from a media production and having the experience of both of those, uh, particularly at your level, you know, you've been around Tyson, who's, you know, done production for, you know, iTunes hits and yeah, things that have yeah. gone, you know, all the way to the top for, uh, for Netflix. What, if you were running an affiliate, how would, what would be your kind of like rough plan to kind of produce media, both to be, you know, educate, inspire, entertain. Oh man. Uh, I've thought about this a lot and, and you're right. Media is, media is tremendously powerful. I think, um, there's a million rabbit holes we could go down with this one as well. So, um, let's, let's just hit a couple of them and a couple of the things that I think about on a consistent basis. And one, which I think this is less so than it used to be, but remember, like if I would have said the word marketing in 2009, like, and you're in a CrossFit room, people would have spit on your shirt and be like, ah, you're, you know, what a, what an idiot, you know, <laughs> get out of here. You're not authentic. But, um, you know, the, the, the fact of the matter is, and I'm sure you talk about this with, um, building affiliates is you have to get the word out there and you have to explain to people where you are. And I think that, I think that media is underutilized in that sense of what, ha what do I see when I land on your website? Um, and I always think even, uh, I've seen a few gyms do this and do this successfully, but either showing, um, maybe showing footage of your actual classes and it doesn't have to be fancy. Right? It doesn't have to be cut to hip hop music with fancy transitions and stuff. Just like some authenticity of the kind of people that, that I would see when I walk through the door, like a little, a little preview so that I can, cause we all do this, right? Like yep. you go on Amazon and you're like, well, I want to kind of like, where's the, you know, do you have a video of this product? Like, can I see it in the real world? What, what do the reviews say? Um, everybody can kind of like shop online now. So I think giving people a little bit of a window in there, accurately getting your vibe across. Um, I always thought that the idea and I've seen it again. Um, man, I'm trying to think, I think Nor NorCal has done this but it's a basically like a, a video bio of your CrossFit coaches. Yep. So most done that. Have you, I love it. I love it because most gyms are like, um, and some people look, some people aren't going to be able to pull it off because they're just not naturally effusive on camera, but like, I'd say this one, you're like, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I really enjoy coaching. I'm very passionate about it. I hope you come and train with me. Yeah. I like don't, yeah, cut that one out. But if you can get, um, even if it's like a little bit of like action shots and B roll match with some, just a couple of sound bites, like here's why I'm doing this. Here's who I am. Here's my background because not everybody, um, sadly, they're maybe too lazy to go on through and read the bio and be like, wow, this guy's got a high level of certification. Wow. This young lady is really passionate about working with pregnant women. Wow. Whatever it is, um, your unique offerings. I think that the power of actually seeing video about that is, is, uh, is tremendous. Um, one thing that we did, which got, uh, I had a guy named Justin who runs a media company called monkey real media. And I, I don't, I don't remember where I got, I mean, I know where I got the idea, but I don't know how I thought to do it, but we did basically a gym walkthrough, but we did it in the old school, like cribs, uh, vibe where like he edited everything to where it was like, you know, walk in and we like showed the fridge and it was fast forward to the next room. So it was, it was, and the number of people that would come into the uh, affiliate and, and they would tell us, but like, yeah, I already knew where to go. Cause I watched the video and I watched the whole walkthrough of the gym and it was, it was really cool that you guys did that. So like, you can get super creative with that stuff. It doesn't have to be like, here's yes. the gym, follow me around, you know? Yes. Yes. Or you know what, if you have some, like whatever it is that's your unique offering, I'd say even, even if it's not necessarily fun to watch, but it's highly informative, I would say that would be my number two takeaway. Actually, this would be my first takeaway. Okay. The value of of useful content can't be understated. And do you remember Zach Evanesh? Oh yeah. Okay. So, uh, uh what did we call himself underground training or something uh, like that? Uh, yep. For years, for years. And I want to say like from 2007 until the end of 2009, 
his selfie video, when selfie videos weren't even a thing, his selfie video walkthrough of all of his homemade gear on the CrossFit journal, it was the least production value that we put out. It was one of the highest watched videos and one of the most commented on and popular videos because people just dug the content. Value. So I think value, exactly. And I'm, I'm not, uh, so, so value is the first part and the second part is consistency. And um, I think for me personally, like uh, I like what Gary V has to say, but I think he's a bit over the top. But what he keeps is he, is he over the top? I'm like, <laughs> just, for me, I'm like, all right, I got it, dude. All right, I, he's gonna from here on, it's gonna be f bombs and just just fucking yeah. do it. Um, but what I do like about what he says is just start. Like, I think that a lot of people are like, well, well we we only have 30 Instagram followers and we don't even have a YouTube channel. I think you're stupid if you're not utilizing all of the major platforms in terms of Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube. Uh, did I say YouTube twice? No. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Um, I just don't, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't be doing those and putting something out on a consistent basis or, you know, start with one and just focus on that and make sure that you're putting it out on a consistent basis. Like even the, uh, even the people in the space who are the most, uh, successful so far with like online training, for example, I think that one of their biggest assets is simply consistency. Mm-hmm. They've seen a million people starting this stuff and then, uh, well, we will start when, we get these fancy graphics packages or whatever the case may be. Right. Um, I kicked off a YouTube channel and I did, I had graphics packages and a good editor, but uh, it wasn't necessary. Like I think that people overstate that. I think that if you have quality content and if you're running an affiliate, then I, I, I expect that you would, even if it's just every single day, you're like, you explain the work out of the day and you say how you're going to scale it for people. It doesn't have to be like crazy. Dude. So Here's my recommendation for everybody listening to this. So you'll appreciate this. There's the, I, and I don't understand why people don't do this. I was listening to one of the older um, CrossFit podcasts and, and Tyson was on there and he mentioned, he's like, I don't know why people don't just take what we produce and then steal it. So what, what we've been doing for a year is we do all our own movement videos like the ones we do with James and Julie. We do daily wad briefs on Instagram. And that is one of the most popular posts that we do. And we do one every single day. So we spread it out over the coaches and I tell everybody, you know, when everybody's doing that 60 second wad brief video, you know, when everybody starts to do five days, takes people like two hours because they're like, Oh, it's not right. I'm freaking out. I'm in front of the camera. I'm weird. Yes. And so I told everybody, I said, do it in one take and move on. Yes. Just talk and move on with your day. I know like nobody is, is judging you because you misspoke. Like it doesn't matter. It actually makes you more, uh, likable. So, and, uh, so we do it every day and it's one of the things. So a, from an affiliate standpoint, now people who are outside your brand know who your coaches are because of the coaches who brief the workouts, but B you're providing value to your members because yeah, they can read the workout on the website or Wattify or wherever you post it. But it's different when a coach comes on there and gives like a truncated version of the wad brief every day. And it doesn't take any time from an affiliate standpoint. You need zero equipment, take your phone, place it on the squat rack, talk for 60 seconds and then post it the next day. And if you want to put some graphics on there, you can do that, but there's so many different ways. Just go back and look at a ton of the old stuff that's in the journal and just recreate it. And what's funny is, and people say, well, CrossFit already did that. So what? It doesn't mean it's not a good idea. It's like, that's like me saying that, well, somebody already used the cue knees out, so I can't use that one anymore. <laughs> right, right, right. Or we go back and find me like an Instagram post from three months ago, much less three years ago. You know what I mean? Oh. Like that stuff just churns. It's just yeah. a churn, but it keeps people involved and it keeps people engaged. And yeah, I love, I love what you're saying to your point. The, that's always the second question I get um, these days is people ask about game stuff first and then they'll be like, oh man, what about the, the, uh, the Instagram explanation videos to exactly what you're talking about. Like people eat that stuff up, you know? And I think it is like, they just want a little bit of guidance. If they're at your gym, dude, that might be the difference between somebody coming in for the day and not because how many people look at the workout of the day and they're like, Oh, I'm not going to do it. But if you're like, no, no, wait a minute. You don't have to do 150 GHD (laughs) sit-ups. Guess what? Like we'll scale surprise. Like as if you haven't been doing it for like the last seven years. Right. Yeah. but I think that it's helpful in a number of ways. Yeah. And maybe they share it with their friends or, or, you know, that stuff gets served in different places and who knows all, how all the algorithms work, but somebody sees it and they're like, ah, okay, that sounds actually cool. Hey, that, that guy or girl seems like someone who I could actually associate with and they want to come in and try your gym out. Why not? Yeah. And it, what's, it's important what you said, which is from Gary Vee, which is just start. And anybody who's like on the fence, I just tell my friend, I'm like, you're going to suck at first. 
It's just like coaching or being an athlete. You just have to be okay with that and just do it. You because and what's in what is the reason it's a self-correcting evolution is because nobody is going to be more critical of you than you are when you put yourself and your face and your voice on camera. I'm sure you're just like everybody else. When the first time you heard your own voice on audio, I know I was. I like wanted to just plug my ears. I was like, why do I sound like an idiot? Totally. <laughs> Dude, oh, I mean, like, listen, we'll get it all the time. And people will be like, you're such a natural. How's it, you know, way to, like, where did it come from? You know, did you go to school for broadcasting? I'm like, no, we did. A, well, first of all, I was on level one seminar staff. And yep. I had Todd Whitman sit down with a notebook, like, five pages deep and just be like, hey, bro, I mean, let's start with wearing shoes. And then we'll move on from there. Like, how about eye contact? How about not, you know, how about not using these isms or that? And I had real hard, harsh feedback um, that was useful and I could employ uh, and I had, I, I got good at public speaking and I got good about public speaking about CrossFit. And that was only through reps and it was only through practice. And then the first time that we did an update show, I, I swear to you, it, it was like, we broke the YouTube limits. Like we had to reshoot it just to make sure it was like over an hour and 45 minutes or so. Oh, got it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was minutia and it was details. And it was like, let's get into the scoring system now. And like, wow, you know, and decathlons, they use this and here's why it's not good. And like, snore fast. Like, you know, it looked terrible. I sounded like shit. It was like, it, it just didn't work. Right. Um, and over the years when no one was watching, I had the opportunity to do tons and tons and tons and tons of reps. So like, like, yeah, to your point, the first time you do a deadlift, you're going to suck at it. Yeah. You're going to refine that over time. You're going to do more reps. Eventually you're going to add weight. Um, and that's the same way that progress works in any kind of thing that you want to get better at. But yeah, you, you, you won't be, Maybe it'll be natural, but you're not going to be fantastic at it. You're not going to knock it out of the park the first time. But um, I like to think that if people are good coaches, like if the best coach in the room at a CrossFit gym is most likely pretty good on camera. Like I, I would agree. There, there, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I would agree. There, and there, there are some, and you know this better than anybody, there are some subtleties with regard to being on camera. You know, like yes. one of the hardest ones I had to deal with is like where to put my eyeballs. And I still struggle no with doubt. it. Like you want to talk to a person and like, no, no, you have to talk to the camera because if you're looking over there and the camera's over here, then it's weird. So yes. there's, there's definitely some things that you have to get some reps on and, and have to do dry runs on. But yeah, anybody who's charismatic in a room of 30 people uh, generally has no problem being charismatic when they just step in front of a camera after getting some reps underneath their belt. That's right. And it was, uh, I, I would say that, that was the biggest benefit of us when we went to television and we kind of stepped up our game was, I mean, we pulled Miranda in at like, not the drop of a hat, but like she didn't have a whole lot of media training. You know, we would do a couple of things. Uh, Sherwood, it was all, but it was all people who were highly refined in public speaking. Yeah. And so when you, when you added those little things and you're like, Hey, by the way, Pat, could you uh, think about making eye contact with this, like quote unquote, third person in the room, yeah. but you gave them a couple of other rules for media as opposed to public speaking, they knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Well, and, and again, it goes back to that practice and from an affiliate standpoint like that, you just have to, again, we, we like to live in our own world where we're just good at what we do. And then, and then you add one little twist on it, which is like, I'm going to turn this phone on. <laughs> exactly. All of a sudden you're like, blah, 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 like, Oh, you know what? Yes. Yes. And you know what that's like? That's like the push, per, push jerk per, progression. Yeah. Like, no problem. I got my hands in the air. You take the PVC pipe and it's just like, Aah! you know, like no idea what's happening. I, I, make what's going on with my body? I make the joke every weekend. I'm like, listen, everybody's going well, but I'm going to, we call these stupid sticks at my gym. And I'm like, you're doing it perfect. But the second I give you this piece of yes. plastic, you're going to look like an idiot. And I don't know why. Right. Um, right. yeah, it's really cool. Uh, the, the other thing that I wanted to kind of pick your brain on is like, obviously you've been around the world and you've been into a ton of affiliates and have you picked up on any common themes on what you've seen? Like, Hey, this is a really, you know, cool vibe or successful affiliate, like by whatever metric you would say that it was successful. Sure. Sure. Um, I would say that, that none of them are rocket science and none of them are, um, none of them are mind blown. It's all the basics if I'm being quite honest. And, and it's, it's different for me now because I'm not, I'm not going to pretend like I don't get some sort of special treatment. Like people recognize my face because I've been on a bunch of media, but yep. regardless what I, what I really notice is if I walk through the door and it takes, if I don't, if no one says hello to me before the workout begins or like the warm up begins, I, I, I'm, I'll leave. Like I'm absolutely out. Like I, I hate 
an unfriendly room where people aren't like, wow, I recognize that you're not from around here or screw it. Even if you are from around here, like I like, I like to know that people give a shit, you know, and you can't manufacture, you can't make that up. You can't pretend. And that's what I think like a lot of, a lot of coaches try and like when, (laughs) when I see that on like written on a document where it's like, make sure that you say hello to everyone and greet them. I'm like, if you have to write that, like you're, I get why you would for like standard operating procedures. But if, if you have to be told to do that, you're probably not, you probably don't have what it takes to be a fantastic coach, right? Like um, empathy, empathy, like knowing how other people feel and going and and being, uh, being outgoing enough to kind of go up and greet them. So that's, that's one thing that really stands out to me is the, the culture of the gym immediately. If it's like, you know, sideways glances and like high school, like clicky shit. I, I I'm just like the old school gym feel where we're like, yes, don't, don't look over here. This is my bench. <laughs> Immediate turn off. You know what I mean? We have a thing like, Hey, what's up? You know, how you doing? What's your name? That kind yeah. of stuff. We, uh, from a, from a leadership standpoint, uh, that starts whoever the head coach is and whoever the affiliate owner is. So you, you have to be the first person to do that. And then you just have to let it known to the, like, so we have a rule that is like, and it's, it's a soft rule, but the, the goal is if anybody walks in the building, somebody needs to be, have a touch point in them within 30 seconds. Like they just yep. can't be standing around just aimlessly. And what we found by doing that is nine times out of the 10, the members will beat us there. You know, yeah. I, I can't count the number of times where a member will walk over and hand me somebody who they're like, Hey, so-and-so was just standing over there. And I was like, I did not see them. Thank you. And the person's like, Oh man, that's a really nice gym. And uh, like, it just goes so far. Yes. And it's a, uh, that's uh, what is the term from, uh, from the level one? It's, it's basically, uh, you're, you know, the culture comes from you. Right. Yeah. So, and that's what we try and do at, at level ones is you try and, you know, basically brush off a little bit of that culture. It's not just the knowledge. It's not just, Hey, here's the movements and here's the theory. It's also like, here's our vibe. Here's, here's how we operate. Here's, you know, yeah. um, here's the, the nature of this community. And so, yeah, I think, I think that that's a representation of the owners and, and it's a, that's the first thing I notice. The, the other thing, and again, this is, um, this is a great classman thing is the, he talked about, this was at the 2009 affiliate gathering. He did the speech where he talked about the cleanliness of your bathroom yep. and it's not just your bathroom though. Right. It's if I walk over to the barbells and there's just dust collected and it's nasty, if I go down to do pushups in my warm up and there's hair and, um, dust balls and whatever they like, if there's clearly not enough pride to clean your gym and I'm not like, I'm not the kind of guy who's like, you need to shop back every single crack in your mat flooring yeah. after every single workout. But I do think that it should get like a great once over on a daily basis. Um, I mean, if I do burpees and I'm covered in black stuff, that's probably not good. <laughs> and I'm like, well, it's not, it's not my favorite. You know what I mean? And like, I'm all, I'm gritty dude. Like I'll work out barefoot. I'll be in my dirty garage. Like, but when I walk into an affiliate, I do notice like pride in your space. Um, and, 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 you know, look, there's, there's caveats to all of this stuff, but that's, yeah. that's one thing that really jumps out and grabs me because it's like, that's, uh, I know what it takes to do that. You know, I know like, dude, you've done a long day. You own the affiliate. You probably didn't train yourself because you're so cared about your, you're caring so much about your clients, but you get to the end of the day and you're like, damn it. The last thing I want to do, you know, the last thing I want to do, I wish, uh, and you know, Tommy who's trading cleaning for a gym membership is on vacation. Yeah. What are the maybe but um it really if it's the especially if it's the first impression for someone because i am traveling a lot i'll I'll notice it too that's cool what uh what's the most unique gym you've ever been to Hmm. um the first one that jumped into my mind when you said that was uh we are monkeys in madrid they have a butler they have a butler (laughs) they have a butler dude and i'm telling you like like nicely dressed like that's amazing. Like he'll bring you, you know, like he'll bring you a tray with water after your workout. What? It's like they have a butler. <laughs> and, uh, and the space is like, it, it's super clean, but it's like small. It's not particularly like, it's not mind blowing crazy gym. So, um, that one jumps out. I love, uh, CrossFit Reykjavik. Have you been to Reykjavik? I have not, but I know their space is massive. It's massive. And, um, well, two, a couple of things. It, it's apparently uh, one of the, I don't think it's top three, but it's, it's one of the top five probably most visited or requested locations by Uber and taxi cabs. I've heard that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like people go there on it. It's like a, it's a, it's a warehouse. Yeah. And so, uh, sorry, the dogs are barking. Up. No, you're good. You're good. Um, what they, Oh, so, and what I love about them is it is massive, but three big rooms. And so at any one time you'll have, you can have a class that's, 
uh, cooling down or doing mobility, a class that's warming up to do the wad, a class that's doing the wad, and then they'll rotate through. So like logistically, oh, it's a big it. crazy thing. Um, that's how they, they have, have, that's how they can have like 1500 members or whatever they have. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It. And then they'll have, um, yeah. And they have, I think 46 assault runners. Like you could have a whole class doing <laughs> you could have 50 people oh on an assault runner doing, doing a workout. Um, and that's then they also have like, you, that's you top know. of the list of the things I'll never have as an affiliate is 47 assault runners. Yeah. And do you need it? You know, like no. to each their own, right. No. Um, but they also, they've got a bitch and smoothie bar and they, they've got great flavors, but then they also behind the locker room, you walk out and there's a whole different, like, it's like a cave and it's infrared sauna, hot tub and cold plunge. And it's just like, it's a cool vibe, man. I'm like, okay, if I could have this at my gym, I would, you know, it would, again, it would, it would be after everything else was said and done, but it's a very nice to have. That's badass. That's awesome. Uh, Um, What else? I love, like, I love the open air ones like in Hawaii. I love, um, mayhem's very unique mayhem's unique in the fact that it's just massive and you'll walk in and you'll be like oh it's tia to me oh it's matt fraser oh there's yeah. you know some just random like rotation of really really good athletes like, you there's know? all the people that i would ever want to meet in the community <laughs> right. <laughs> right um so what's what's coming up for you so you'll be at the games you're gonna be on the floor I'll be at the games. I will not be on the floor. I'll actually be um, partnered with Noble and focusing on their behind the scenes effort, doing a morning show and an evening show. Okay. And you know, vibe of that is TVD, but I'm hoping that we've got like, hoping that we can actually kind of camp out downtown and location two would be um, in the RV park. Yeah. (laughs) And just bringing a bunch of firepower and having a bunch of fun, uh, making, making behind the scenes content. Uh, This is for Noble though. This is for Noble. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very um, and we'll do, we'll, we'll vlog also. Like, again, they're super supportive. They're like, Hey, we love that you're doing your own thing. So, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's, it'll be great. I get to go kind of have some fun too and bang around. That's, that's my favorite stuff is, yeah. um, it's some people are really gravitated towards, uh, or some people, for example, be like, well, I really miss LA for me. Like I love every day I would take a bike and I bike past the guys in tents. And I'm like, there's people tank camping here, dude. See somebody getting out to like brush their teeth. And I'm like, yes. So yes, people have asked me that before. And I mean, you can, they can keep LA like, like number one, Los Angeles doesn't give a rat's ass that we're there. Yes. Number two, Carson is not, uh, that great. Like the only thing that's there is the event. If you want to do anything else, you got to go pretty far, but Madison rolls out the red carpet and it's, you don't have to go very far. You can ride a bike to do pretty much whatever you want. And yeah, it's, it's, it feels a little bit more like, and I never went to Aromas for the games, but I feel like it has a little bit more of that nostalgic feel where it's a little bit more woodstocky, uh, because people are just camping out and, you know, in tents and have brought RVs and hanging out for a week. And, uh, yeah, well, it plays, it plays both ways, right? Like you can do that or you can have a five-star hotel. that's only a mile away. Like, exactly. versus the LA stuff. and you go downtown in Madison after the games like have concluded and it's just swarmed. It's, yeah. You're all, all your people are there, you know, yeah. there's no confusion about like, well, what part of town are you guys going to be in? It's just like, there is not that many parts of town. And so everybody's going to swarm just down, go downtown. You'll find somebody. Right. Um, and so what else do you have going on? Um, we, we, uh, kind of focus in my efforts on that. And then next year is kind of, it's kind of to be decided. Right. So I'm excited because there are so many opportunities and, and meaning that we increase the number of sanctional events and knowing in advance what those are going to be. So, um, certainly being here in cook though, like my intention is to help out the mayhem crew as much as possible and, and to yep. be a part of it. Um, but, but as far as travels go, picking my shots a little bit more, um, and then seeing, seeing what the world brings. Oh, and, uh, got the final copy of the new book. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a beauty. I don't know if people can see it, but it's just like, that's awesome. It's the hot, it's the hotness, man. It's got, uh, I didn't know that they were going to make like such an awesome production out of it as well. So, um, we'll be doing a lot of that stuff. Like, right after the games, uh, Kat's doing a couple of locations where she'll do signings and book tours and, um, or how did, that come up? How, did that, how did that, how did you guys team up? I mean, I know you Ooh. have been friends for years just because of your interaction at the games, but like what, what's going on to that? Yeah. yeah, that was, um, what well, that was the genesis of it, right. Was 
she was approached initially and they, you know, by a company, it was like, you write a book, like you've got, um, you've got a fantastic story and, and you should tell it. <laughs> and having worked with her and also her manager, Matt O'Keefe, um, they pitched it soft. They were like, what would you think about this? <laughs> it would be amazing. Yeah. Um, having, you know, the, the, the pre-understanding that neither of us had done it before. It's going to be, it's going to be crazy. Um, but uh, yeah, like basically she came to me I, 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 and I, I'll have to ask her again and again and again, like, you know, why me? But I'm just basically the end of the end stories that I'm grateful about it. Um, but it was, it was as simple as that. It was, she felt comfortable with me. She's very, um, cats super loyal. And like when she, when she's comfortable with people, she is, and when she's, she's not like, it takes her a long, a little bit more time to kind of be like, I'm going to let you into my world. Right. Yeah. Um, which I, I admire a lot because I think, you know, as an athlete, people, tons of people want your attention, right. As a, um, a celebrity yeah. in the, in the space. Yeah, I think, I think everybody has this weird, uh, notion of what it is to be, recognized and i think they 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 like they want that and i don't think most people would actually want that if you if you if they got it you know? you're totally right you're totally right there's uh yeah it's a tupac lyric because you know all i want is money f the fame i'm a simple yep. man yep. you know so, <laughs> no i think uh there yeah that's that's a whole that we can talk for an hour about what that kind of does to people but um i think i think what, what we have going for us in our space <clears throat> is that typically when you start when you get famous i think it amplifies who you were before yeah um and like i think for like superstars like justin timberlake like you're stuck you're stuck at whatever kind of evolutionary point you were as a human yeah when you got famous yeah but in our space it's like most people um look matt chan uh chris spieler uh all the early superstars of the sport these are some of the best coaches also. These are some of yeah. the most like people loved them because they also yeah. had really insightful and intelligent things to say. So I think that our sport is different in that sense. They're not just, it's not vapid and meaningless, even in the fitness world. Like some people are just like, you know, you're famous because you happen to get on a TV show and you, um, yeah. you yell at fat people or whatever, you know, it's like, this is, I think in being CrossFit, it's more like by and large people have a lot to say or they're, they're, they can add to the conversation in ways where you're like, wow, that, that, that's actually really cool. And I never thought about it that way until you just said it. But, and then the, the cool thing about that is then the community vets it like they do everything else, yes. like whether it's a product right. or whether it's a supplement, you, you know, if you come on the scene and, and you're the guy and it turns out you're actually a gigantic turd, you're going to go away real quick. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. And, and, and it works both ways, right? Like, I can't tell Brent Fikowski that, um, that, uh, isolation chambers or, or float tanks don't work because he's placed on the podium twice in the CrossFit games. Yeah. He's, <laughs> you know, he's, yeah, he's mildly fit. So it works. it works. It works for him. Right. But you're right. Like we have, um, there'll, there will be, a, um, a Reddit thread and multiple conversations online and everybody will have like, all, we, we like to geek out on stuff. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's so, yeah, awesome. It, it, there's, there's a, yeah, people can sniff out bullshit, but they can also see authenticity as well. So, um, it's what I love about this, this crazy group of people. Are you and Roe doing a secret Roe and Boz throwdown or sorry, you and Boz doing a secret Roe and Boz uh, throwdown? Me and Adrian did the workouts together this year. Nice. Yes. Um, yeah, we didn't, we just didn't make a big stink about it. You know, um, who was the victor? Oh my God. It's funny that I don't really know. Um, I beat the tail off of him in the, in the wall ball rowing one. Well, that I makes got sense. him in the, I got him in the lunge dumbbell one. Um, I think I might've beat him. We have to ask him. We will have to ask him. I'll ask him yeah. when we get to Madison. That's that. Hey, that's how plugged in I was to the open this year. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm trying to think like we, we didn't do the, um, we didn't do the last one together cause I was in Miami. Yeah. And so there was a couple like, you know, there's a couple like uh, asterisks by, by the competition this year, but we did, we did stick to our tradition. That's cool. That's really cool. Um, how many, how many sanctionals did you get to? Um, I did, I did Shanghai, I did Iceland, rogue France and gosh, am I forgetting anything? That might be it. Okay. 
And I know you, I was listening again, I was listening to your podcast with uh, Angelo and Jason on Conquer Athlete and, and yeah. you had really good things to say about Rogue. Oh man. Um, and, and all of them, if I'm being quite honest, like there was, <clears throat> as, uh, if you talk to athletes about them, I find that typically they'll go towards programming or, or the experience of Obviously, it in yeah. terms of like the, the overall experience of all of them. I thought that they did a really good job, especially considering that they had very little time uh, to get after it. But yeah, I mean, Rogue, look, man, uh, I said this before and I'll say it again now while, uh, while we're recording, it takes a lot of money and personnel to do media that is the caliber that you saw on the road broadcast. And, um, there just I, events, I, events in general. I don't think people can grasp like the, the money resources and time involved in them. That's right. And so I think that, I think that on the constricted, uh, time allotment that they were given in, in order to prepare for this, I think people are like, of course we want to do media. Like, why would I do the sanctional event without covering it? Well, yeah. but then they looked at the price tag and they were like, Oh my God, <laughs> we're talking about like, you know, you probably allocated enough for your volunteers, your judges, the space, uh, there's gotta be some sort of a prize first. Like why are the athletes going to come otherwise? And, and all of a sudden you're like, Oh my God, that's, this is literally like, mind blowing. Right. Um, so, um, all that to say that, yeah, I, I, th- I thought it was really cool. And I think it's really cool that rogue is making a concerted effort to make fantastic media. They just made an announcement on Instagram yesterday that the games will be another kind of part of their, um, what they're calling the iron game. So they're doing a lot of strongman coverage. Yep. Uh, they did the invitational was on CBS Sportsnet. I don't know if you saw that. Yep. And so for them to, it looks like the baton, um, I'm going to say the baton, like it's a whole new thing. This is Rogue's thing. Um, but it looks like they're taking it and running with it. And they're going to be, a, they're going to be a massive player in the space, which is. For broadcast. Well, they, so far. Right. I mean, like they, I, I, mean, I, I get speak, it. Like I, I can't speak for them, but um, I, I, I know from, well, it's not true. From what I've heard, there will be no television at the CrossFit games or from. Oh, really? Games. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but they're, they're doing, they're, from what it, the looks of things, their show on the live stream will be hands down similar to what you've, you're used to seeing in terms of commentators, analysis, et cetera. Well, I mean, um, I know Bill and Katie, like literally in passing from, you know, very, very short brief, but like we could both agree, like they're not going to do that half ass. No. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it's absolutely, it's, I mean, yes, we can agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, yeah. And they're, they're very thoughtful about things and, and, uh, I think that shows from, yeah, I guess the invitational is indication of that in our space. And I don't know if you watch Strongman; it's much different sport, but, um, no, I thought, but it's cool though. Like I, I I thought they, you know, they've done, I've, I've watched them over the years and, and I think it's just crazy impressive, but I've watched them kind of slowly move around and pick their sports. You know, first it was Strongman. I feel like that was an easy pickup and now they've slowly over years, because I know it's been a long process have made their way into weightlifting, like, you know, Olympic weightlifting, um, and I get it. I mean, they are a badass company and they make great product mm-hmm. and they put a lot of time and resources behind the people and the stuff that they do. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and again, like, I don't, I don't know the X's and O's behind it, but my guess is I would say it's not like they have to do it. Right. Uh, they, when they've had no obligation and their marketing is fantastic already, like they're already, they're already a household name when it comes to equipment. Yes. So I think that everybody probably owes them a little bit of a, um, I mean, how to say, it. I think that everybody owes them some gratitude. <laughs> um, and- no, I, I would agree because I mean, I don't know what the number is, but I think most people couldn't possibly imagine like what that costs. And it's a, it's a safe bet that they're not making money by getting into yeah. broadcast. Um, well, we're so spoiled. And I'll say like, like if you're, if you're a fan of the CrossFit games, you're a fan of CrossFit, you're spoiled. You spoiled person <laughs> because we get, we get the, we get everything for free. Right. Remember like remember when people had to start paying for the journal and it was like, what, um, you know, like this is outrageous. You know, yeah. like I loved the content before I had to pay 25 or 50 bucks a year, but now this is crazy. Yeah. A year. Yeah. And you're just like, Oh God, get over and yourself. The games, the games oh. has always been free, you know? And so it's, uh, and the regionals have always been free. And so, um, it's a hard, it's a hard new reality where we're like, wait, where's my CrossFit games, man? Where's my, where's my, uh, where's my fantastic coverage that I've I've been expecting, but But I think that it'll equalize a little bit next year. That's cool. Yeah. I think it's going to sort itself out and, um, for a lot of different reasons, but I, I think when it all, when the dust settles, I think it will probably be better and bigger. 
at the end of the day, just because, you know, I think people wanted to succeed. So. Yeah. Yeah. There's enough, uh, there's enough motivated and, and inspired people that it's not going to leave. It's not going anywhere. Right. No. Just, uh, yeah. Like you said, it may be different, different packaging and, and, uh, and look a little bit different, but it's going to be the same stuff that we've always loved. Cool. Well, listen, dude, I could do this all day, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to steal the time, the, the little time you have at home. So, um, Hey, uh, thanks again, brother. Like this is super fun. I appreciate you coming on the show. And, uh, I think this is going to be super useful to coaches and affiliate owners out there and just the community in general. So hope to catch up with you in Madison. Uh, that's a meat grinder of a week. So we'll probably wait. We'll make it happen. Yeah. yeah, We'll, we'll make, make it happen. happen. We'll I'll see you at the after party for sure. So yeah, <laughs> that's, that's actually my specialty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah me too. Yeah. Where can people find you and what do you got going on next? Uh, Instagram and Twitter is just my first and last name at Rory McKernan. Uh, Facebook is uh, backslash it's Rory McKernan. I'm going to do a lot more live stuff there okay. um, in the, in the coming weeks and, and then in the next year. Um, and then the YouTube channel, man, you find that through my Instagram and it's growing. We've got, God, I think we're past like 7,000. So we're approaching 10,000 people, which is Dude, that's awesome. really cool for me. Awesome. Um, and yeah, I just kind of come along for the ride. We'll be doing more training stuff. We'll be doing a little bit more pragmatic and getting back to the roots of like, um, you know, gym stuff, gym stuff, making you better. That's cool, man. And cause I think that's where the community eats up. So, um, go find them guys, follow them. Uh, if you see him at the games, make sure to annoy. I'm just kidding. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. He's got a busy. No, week. say, Hey, say, Hey, it's my favorite time, man. I love, I love to be amongst the people. Uh, all right, brother. Thanks again. I appreciate it. I'll see you in Madison. Thank you, my friend. I'll see you soon. Thanks again for listening to best hour of their day. And just so you guys know, it is bonus week. We're going to be bringing you an episode every day, Monday through Friday this week. And we've got some great, great interviews and episodes coming your way. Check out besthouroftheirday.com. If you haven't already, and you can find us on social media at best hour of their day or email us best hour of their day at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you.